In the last episode, we saw how Annabelle dealt with being stood up by using the stop-wait-go process. In this episode, we take a look at John. John's scenario revolves around review time and his expectations around a promotion. If you've ever worked in the corporate world, you might be familiar with this. You think you've done your best work and you really are expecting a promotion. But when it comes to review time, you get feedback that blindsides you. So we look at John in this type of scenario and we see how his mood shifts from angry to being able to take some action, calm and rational action. This is the story of John, the ambitious employee. My name is Aruna Krishnan, best-selling author of the Busy Mind series, a trilogy that helps leaders thrive. Welcome to Lead That Thing, a podcast that empowers women in their lives, businesses, and careers. The story of John covers three different chapters in my book, one for each step in the process. This episode covers all three chapters. We start with a little bit of background on John. So John is the type of person who always brings his best to the workplace. He never looks at his job as just a job. He's constantly thinking about how to do things better, how to bring more value to the company, and how the company could add more value to its customers. So all in all, John is a fully engaged employee. He's worked for his firm for about two years as a senior business consultant. He brings a lot of changes to his team by constructing new ways of solving problems and putting some structure in place to execute on those problems. The changes he implements results in his team delivering higher quality products with significantly fewer defects or customer complaints. John's manager and his peers constantly acknowledge the difference John has made. And some of his peers even look up to him as a mentor. His initiative and drive are visible to other teams and leaders in the company. Now, John sounds like an ideal employee, doesn't he? When it was time for year-end reviews, John went to meet with his manager, Joe, with full confidence that he would get a promotion. As the conversation unfolded, he realized that although his manager recognized everything John had done that year, he was planning to give the promotion to two other people that had really not come up to speed until this year. That really aggravated John because he felt he had put in so much effort and he really wanted this promotion. But according to the manager, the underperformers were the ones that were going to get the promotion because they finally were showing some promise. He didn't get that logic. It made him so angry. So angry that he couldn't even defend his position with his manager. Ultimately, he left the office, his mind ruminating every single moment after that. Have you ever been in this position 
It's not uncommon in the corporate world to have a limited amount of promotions and limited amount of money to give out bonuses. And there's always some rules and bureaucracy around that. And it can be so frustrating because that's something we don't have control over. This is one of the barriers that John is running across. John was so aggravated that he knew that he wouldn't be able to say anything constructive to his manager at the time. So once he walked out, he walked back to his desk. His mind was still very active since he couldn't really understand why he hadn't been considered for a promotion. So then John decided to go out to lunch, and that way he could get himself out of the current environment and work through his thoughts. So he goes out to his favorite lunch spot and sits down and takes out a notebook and tries to create a list of why he deserved the promotion and why not, just to be objective. Now, a lot of times we always think on why we deserve something. It takes a little extra step to try and think from the other person's perspective, because in this scenario... The manager was denying him a promotion. So by trying to look at the things from the manager's perspective, it might inform John on some of the things that maybe he was missing. So in his list, in the whys, those were obvious. He was hardworking, innovative, he leads change, streamlines processes, mentors, team members all great qualities and all qualifying him for a promotion. So then the why not, which is always harder. Well, there's the obvious bureaucracy and not next in line, something that can be inherent in the whole promotion process. But some of the other things included not setting clear goals and criteria for meeting those goals. And being too humble about his own accomplishments. And not being visible to upper management. So when he looked at those last three things, he knew that those were things he could change. And it's always easier to focus on things that you have control over. So it also gave him a little bit of calm and he was ready to have a follow-up conversation with his manager. It would give him a chance to tell him his true feelings and what he expected for the path forward. Now, if John hadn't gone through this thinking process, he would have just been really angry and potentially could even have left the company. Because a lot of times when you are a hard worker, you expect to get that recognition in some form or another. And it can be very disappointing when you feel like management doesn't recognize your work or doesn't give you the kudos that you deserve. After lunch, John was feeling a lot calmer. He had some clarity in his mind. So when he got to the office, he scheduled time to speak with Joe. And the next day, his conversation with Joe went a lot better. He made it clear to Joe that he understood that no decisions was going to be turned over for this year, but he wanted to set expectations for going forward. 
And based on the things that he had identified in the why not list, he wanted Joe to give him more opportunities, give him more chances to lead and get more interaction with leadership. And he also wanted clarity on why he got the ratings that he got. He wanted clear feedback from his manager on areas where he could improve. This type of feedback would help John improve and fine-tune his skills. John left this meeting feeling content. John's situation is a great example of how to deal with issues when you feel like the odds are stacked against you. The key here was John tried to find things that he could do, things that were in his control, to actually make a situation better. Although in John's example, his resolution came after the fact, It's something now he can use going forward. And sometimes the hardest lessons are learned when we fall. When we pick ourselves up, we're that much stronger and it speaks to our character. The key to John's resolution was that he was able to put himself in the shoes of his manager, which we often don't do because we get more absorbed in our point of view and only our point of view. But by looking at the other person's side, John actually came up with a great strategy and something he could use for the rest of his career. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you enjoyed the example of Annabelle, the dedicated friend, and John, the ambitious employee, you can find two more examples in my book. One revolves around Sarah and her son and their interaction, and the other is around the conflict with Julia and her husband. I build out their scenario as well as how they work through the conflict using the stop-wait-go process. Thanks for joining me today. Stay tuned to Lead That Thing by subscribing on any of the podcast platforms. And join me next week when I conclude Season 5 with the do's and don'ts of stress management. Until then, lead that thing.